Hello, this is Jim Walsh, and welcome to my podcast called On Eagle's Wings. I believe that I can say with much certainty that we are all saddened by the sudden death of the Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth II. Not only those who are citizens of the United Kingdom, but people worldwide have expressed their feeling of sadness and grief over her passing. It has been estimated that hundreds of millions and even billions of people have watched her funeral. And anyone who has been alive for more than 50 years is aware of her influence and example. Yet we also note that there is something normal in this event. She, like all people, has died. When we consider Solomon's writing, the book of Ecclesiastes, his major theme seems to be that of recognizing the limits of life. And this is clearly seen in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verses 1 through 8, which you may be very familiar with. It is here that Solomon was inspired to write, to everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under heaven, a time to be born, and a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. I believe it was the British group, the Birds, in the mid-60s that utilized these verses in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 in adapting a folk song that dealt with them. And it called in, in that regard to everything, there is a season. It's a reminder that there are patterns in life and that those patterns unfold in regularity and that all of us deal with them. And so in thinking about Queen Elizabeth, a time to die, there are those who certainly were involved in weeping and those who are mourning. And it would be inappropriate and vulgar to laugh or to dance at this event. And yet, anyone alive today knows that they were alive because they were born. Uh, that is how we came into this world. That is how she came into this world. A natural process that has existed for thousands and thousands of years. And the contrast to that is the natural process of the end of that life, of death, or whatever term we have. It is always the same, the conclusion of one's life here on earth. We note then that in dealing with the death of the Queen of England, 
there are some similarities that we can see in dealing with her death or the death of any person existing today. And the first one is the one that we've already broached, the idea that all will die. Unless our Lord Jesus Christ returns in our lifetime, we will die. The writer of Hebrews was inspired to write, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. Hebrews 9, verse 27. Death is an appointment we will all one day keep. There have been many Hollywood movies over the years that have been made that considered the idea of death and maybe the possibility of even avoiding it. There was a film in the 1930s starring Frederick March called Death Takes a Holiday, where the idea of death not happening is examined. It was updated in the 1990s and starred Brad Pitt and was renamed Meet Joe Black. After World War II, because of all the death and destruction that happened with that horrible situation, there was a fascination in Hollywood with death and what happens in the realm beyond. So again, movies like Between Two Worlds or A Matter of Life and Death starring David Niven examine the possibility of cheating death. Yet in all these things, there is one underlying thought, death will happen. Death is something that we cannot avoid. Thus, no one avoids death, and that is our second thing to consider. One may suggest that the Queen of England was a very important person, and to the people of the United Kingdom, truly she was. And we may even suggest that she was the most important person. Her example, her sense of duty and honor to her country and subjects, is one that will be hard for anyone to match. Yet being human, she could not avoid death. She was blessed to live into her 90s, but as happens to all of us, age and declining health will bring about death. No matter how popular you may be, no matter how rich you are, no matter how important your job may be, no matter how much others love you, and cherish your presence. No matter how great a desire you have to stay and do something of value for mankind, you cannot avoid death. There are those today who believe that science will be able to allow us to forestall death for many years. Maybe taking the right type of vitamins and eating the right type of foods will allow us to live longer. And whereas it is true that one's diet and activity may be able to forestall death, and similarly, one's diet and activities may hasten death, it is also true we simply can't avoid it. And that brings us then to our third thought, that after death, there is a judgment. No matter what we have thought about the Queen of England, and I certainly was one who thought her life to have been good and honorable. At this moment, that life being over, she is now awaiting the judgment of God. No one avoids that event. Jesus said, Marvel not at this, 
For the hour is coming in the which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice, and shall come forth, they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. John chapter 5, verses 28 and 29. Jesus said he will be the one who calls all in the graves, no matter where those graves may be, no matter how grand or how simple those graves may be. When he calls, we will all answer. There is no one now living or who has lived or maybe who will live that will somehow be able to avoid this judgment. When the Apostle Paul was speaking to the Athenians who were gathered on Mars Hill, as we have an account in the book of Acts chapter 17, he said in speaking of God and his will, and hath made of one blood all nations of men, for to dwell on the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed, and the bounds of their habitation. Acts 17 verse 26. God is in control of life. He determines when things will be. He has set the bounds of life. Paul in this same speech went on to say, because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men, and that he hath raised him from the dead. The power of God over life and death. Paul says the assurance that there's going to be a resurrection is given to us by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the assurance that there's going to be a judgment is given to us by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I will call. Jesus continues. He is in heaven. He is seated on the right hand of the Father above. He continues to be Lord of lords and King of kings. Therefore, one of those events or appointments which God has established is our being before him in judgment. Again, it was Paul in writing to the Christians in Rome in his epistle to the Romans where he said in chapter 14, verse 12, So then, every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Paul, in writing to the Corinthians in his second epistle, said to them in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that every one may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Everyone, no matter how great or small, will at some time stand before the great God and creator of all things, and render unto him an account of our life. Fourthly and finally then, now is the time to prepare. The funeral for Queen Elizabeth II has passed. It was a solemn event filled with the greatest of pomp and ceremony befitting a woman of her great honor and title. But as that funeral unfolded, it also reminded us that her time was over. All that she may have desired to do would now go undone. Any plans she had were now left unfulfilled. And if her spiritual house was not in order, 
then she stands unprepared before the everlasting God. And for one to do this places their hope of eternal life in jeopardy. We are only guaranteed today. We're not guaranteed that any of the plans, no matter how great, no matter how important they are, will be fulfilled. We're guaranteed today. The inspired writer James reminds us of this in James chapter 4 when he wrote, Go to now ye that say, Today or tomorrow, we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain, whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. James chapter 4 verses 13 and 14. Anyone who's a sports fan knows that no matter what you read on paper about how great one team is, how powerful they are, how, how many scores they've made in whatever sport it is, until the game is played, we really don't know the outcome. We can't foretell what is going to happen. And James reminds us of that. Yes, maybe we've been blessed in the past to have made such plans, but those plans are not guaranteed for the future. Life is short. It is but a vapor. And whether we're talking about 10 years or 100 years, in the scheme of mankind, it is small when compared with all eternity that is before us. The greatness of the queen's funeral is no guarantee of her outcome before the everlasting God. The love displayed by her subjects is no guarantee that God will somehow overlook her spiritual condition, neither for her nor for you or I. Now is the time to prepare. We may have a life that is only known by a few people. We may have a simple funeral attended only by our family. And our grave may even be unmarked. It may be that no one even knows when we died. But one thing we will share with the queen and all who are powerful or rich or important as far as the world is concerned is that God will judge us not by the standards of the world but by his word. If you're faithful to him according to that word then whenever or however you die you will stand before him in judgment guaranteed of eternal life. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. And that is where we are today. Standing under heaven, under the watchful care and love and concern and mercy of an everlasting God who sent his son to this world to die on the cross that through the shedding of his blood might be made available to all mankind redemption forgiveness of sins, salvation. And now is the time to take advantage of God's merciful gift before it is everlastingly too late. We've been born, we are living, and a time will come when we will die. And I hope that you're prepared for that according to God's word. Once again, this is Jim Walsh. 
Thank you so very much for listening to my podcast today on Eagle's Wings. I hope that you have a wonderful day.